Welcome to Autonomous Unity on the Solidarity with Autonomy Network. The Swan, we're back on Tradition 12 today. Uh, I believe we're on, on uh, finishing up four, moving into five as far as we're, we're talking about uh, how your home group practices anonymity uh, with regard to each tradition. And uh, we can read the exact question again if anybody wants to. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's where we're at is we're finishing up, I believe, Tradition 4, moving on to Tradition 5 today. Uh, and we're going to go ahead and turn it over to Jared for the uh, prayer that we do here. God, as we endeavor to complete this work, we know that you are with us. We know that without your strength and inspiration, we are not able, we are not capable of the task before us. We know that this work is not our work, but yours. Each of us, in our own way, humbly petition you to use us as your tools according to your will. We offer ourselves to you in this way, knowing that you're a loving God and have all power. In this work and in our lives, thy will be done. Thank you, Jared. Um, so, again, we're uh, going to move on to Tradition 4. I, I think um, I think we're with you, Bill, if I remember right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Turn over to Bill, and he's going to tell us how his group practices uh, anonymity with regard to Tradition 4, and then if we have time, we'll, we'll move on to Tradition 5. The floor is yours, Bill. Uh, we're going to have time. Uh, tradition 4, each group should be autonomous, except the matters affecting other groups or NA as a whole. And um, you know, when, you, when you think about it, as Greg wrote it originally, the autonomy of the groups is one of our most precious uh, possessions. This sounds great, but what does it mean? What is it to be autonomous? Webster defines autonomous as having the right of power of self-government undertaken or carried out with outside control, existing of capable, existing independently, responding, reacting, or developing independently of, of the whole. Autonomy is all these things to us and more. Our groups are truly self-governing. They're not subject to outside control. Each group can exist on its own, and it must. You know, and, uh, but the anonymity within the group itself, okay, uh, you know, first of all, we're not in competition with any group. And I was just going over this a little bit in some of my posts about, uh, you know, some of the things through history have been very competitive of doing things. And uh, how do we stay in anonymity is we don't, we're not competitive with another group. We do operate in our own uh, Every member has the right uh, to communicate within the group, and uh, we we take everything back to the traditions, everything in anonymity, and uh, not all personalities. Okay, personalities are what get in the road of this within a group setting. When you allow personalities to dictate the floor, you lose the anonymity in the spiritual sense that we're involved in, and that's one thing we make sure of in our group that we're not wrapped up in that because it's easy to do that uh, with the personalities that, that are a makeup of a group. And uh, you know, how do you not focus on that is, is the difficult part because it's the part that forces us to work steps. You know, and uh, by forcing us to work steps, we get a rise to that spiritual being and that in that spiritual sense where all these decisions are being based on anonymity and not on personalities in that room. 
because that that's what confuses so the room at times is when we allow the personalities to dictate it and then it becomes very opinionated and when it becomes opinionated it becomes emotional we have left the eminent that that amenity. the minute we have gone to that point of getting emotional on an issue we have left the, the spirit of amenity and we're fighting for control again and that's where we we work to alleviate that within our home group and that takes time it takes patience it takes uh, sitting back and that's why we set up all the mechanisms of checks and balance within the home group where that doesn't take control of the floor you know and uh, it's always one member got to say is hey what what's the uh, the principle of the tradition here that we're talking about and uh, let's uh let's go into prayer instead let's pray about it. let's reflect on it let's come back at the next conscience and talk about it you know and that's how we alleviate a lot of that personality stuff and get back to the identity within the group itself and look at the issue that we're talking about instead and that's where we have to work at that to move forward you know and that takes a conscious contact with a loving caring god within the room and uh you know, it's the biggest question I get when I deal with a lot of uh, uh, the, the people I'm working with in Russia is how do you have that contact with God within the rooms? And uh, because they're, and, and, and I call it, you know, a level of maturity that happens within a group when you're together for a long period of time. You learn to mature in a sense, and you start focusing on the principle instead. And when the principles take a hold, the, the, the amenity is there. You know, and the personalities take a hold, there is no amenity. It's only personal then, and then we have problems. You know, and that's the stuff we work on alleviating is that situation. And uh, you, you see it at any, any conference, okay? I'm still dealing with a lot of the results of, of working with people in the steps on what happened at the, at the fellowship service conference, not what happened inside the conference, but what was going on on the porch. You know, that used to be a spiritual place. It, the porch used to be a spiritual place. Uh, but working with some of my sponsees that were there, and um, I just had it. I, I just talked to one of them this morning about that. What he's dealing with is what happened on the porch, not what happened in the room. And uh, what happened on the porch with personalities. And, uh, you know, it's like I told them, if they wanted to talk about that, there was open forums where they could have talked about them issues and brought them forth but they chose not to. And when that's happening, there's no amenity within that there, uh, in, within that structure at that moment when that happens and it carries on and it carries into your personal life. There was no amenity there in that sense. And I told them, let's focus on on prayer instead. Let's focus on praying for, and, and why did you have to become a mouthpiece of the porch instead? You know, and I said, that's where you're being used uh, and your conscience is unsettled about what you were hearing, and you're questioning your own self. So let's work on what you're questioning. You know, let's talk about that instead. Let's get off what happened there, and let's talk about where we're headed and what we're doing instead. And let's let's look at on the focus, uh, you know, uh, of your spiritual self and the prayer that you need to do for certain certain other individuals instead that you're, you want to get 
want to, you want to draw me into talking about that instead, and I choose not to talk about that. Let's talk about the prayer that needs to happen for that instead. Let's focus on prayer. Let's focus on the anonymity. Let's not talk about personalities, but what's the true issue here that we're dealing with, and let's move forward instead. And we can alleviate that then if we're focusing on that in our, in our recovery. And uh, that's the area that we talk about in our home group, them type of situations, how to alleviate the personalities, how to get to the identity, how, how are we focusing on our own message instead and what we're doing as a group and uh, how's our autonomy as a group, can we operate on our own with, without any other uh, sources? And yes, we can and have since, since um, 1989, basically. Um, the time we left, uh, right after we left the known service structure, we've, we've been operating on our own without being an attachment. And uh, it's comical when someone comes in, and like we had a guy there this week, and he was talking about uh, how he's an area co-chair, and he's going to these groups that don't practice fun flow. And how, you know, and I'm like, who cares? All right? <laughs> and the guys in our group are like, what the heck is that about? Well, we don't. We're not involved in that there. So we, and and uh, you know, but like I told them, it's it's trying to inflict our will on somebody else when we do that, and that's what we need not do is inflict our will of our group on other groups. That's where we need to stay within our own spiritual self instead instead of trying to inflict the way we are on other groups, and let each group evolve in their own conscience instead, in their own autonomy, and let them carry that message that they best see fit to carry and how they best see to carry it instead, and let's not get involved in their affairs. All right? And th that was some of the talk after the meeting, okay? Because they were like a little uh, caught off guard when this guy starts sharing this stuff. I said, well, that's where he's at right now. And let's just, I gave him a great book and said, hey, come on back. We're here, okay? <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, uh, gave him a hug and he loved the meeting. You know, and, uh, and my understanding, we got a few more of them going to come this Friday night, okay? So uh, we're practicing our autonomy and what we're doing as a group. And uh, hey, there's our literature. Take what you need, all right? Uh, and he's like over on the table looking at it and he's like, wow, this is neat stuff. Another guy goes who just showed up there a week ago. We showed up at the conference, showed up, and he said he's coming back next week, and he's bringing a few other guys with him. And, uh, you know, he wants to get five grade books. He's like, well, we want to we start studying this book together. You know, and I said, well, that's really beautiful. You know, we're not forcing our, our, uh, our format on anyone or anything. We're just introducing them to in our meeting is what we're doing. You know, and we're saying within that spiritual self that this is what we choose to do here, and we choose to do this here because we love studying the historical value of where our fellowship came from. And this book reflects more of what our recovery is about than any other book in Narcotics Anonymous. And it's in the raw, and we talked about that. And You know, we didn't get caught up in, in personalities or anything. We just stayed within the autonomy that this allows us to do this. And... Uh, you know, let's stay in the anonymity of not, not getting caught up in, in conflict areas. And that's what we did. So thank you for allowing me to share. Thanks, Bill. Um, it, it's kind of interesting how what you said transitions um, 
directly into talking about this, uh, how we practice autonomy with, with regard to Tradition 5 and the way the traditions are set up in, in a certain order. And the minute we start talking about Tradition 5, um, which is uh, each group has but one primary purpose, or excuse me, not, it's not each group. It, um, I can't remember exactly how it starts, but, but each group has but one primary purpose to carry the message of the addict who still suffers. I think it begins with the word each. Um, but uh, if somebody has the direct quote. It says our primary purpose is to carry. It says our primary purpose is to carry the message to the addict who still suffers. I, yeah, that's in the the, the grade book. But sometimes the, right. the tradition itself and the header was was not worded. Um, yeah, okay. uh, exactly. As the, yeah, it's each group has but one primary purpose to carry the message of the addict who still suffers. The same thing happens with. Uh, Step twelve. I know once in a while they're just misquoted in the in the header and not exactly as they were written. Um, uh, but uh, th that tradition four, when you, when you were talking about, we've talked before. We, we automatically think about government uh, with regard to autonomy, and, and that uh, so and people think with regards to NA as a whole that that maybe we need to be governed, and that's not when when they gave the dictionary definition in that it says. Also, things like existing or capable of existing independently, responding, reacting, or developing independently of the whole. Uh, and that goes right back to when it, when it concerns other groups when we talk about that consultation. We, we don't react independently of the whole. Uh, we consult with other groups uh, when it concerns them or when it's a joint effort. Um, a lot of times that, group, that, that tradition doesn't even have anything to do with governance at all. But, but we set those up in an order, and, and the very next thing up is, is how does a group carry um, carry its message to the addict who still suffers and fulfill that primary purpose and for each group to have that power you have to have that uh, that autonomy and you have to have that anonymity it's really weird how you know uh, we talk about anonymity as the spiritual foundation of all our traditions and, I, and for years I could not understand what that meant and as we go through each of these it is very clear how, how you cannot practice any of these traditions without the anonymity. It truly is the foundation. Without that anonymity, you can have no autonomy or or any of this stuff that we're talking about in these traditions. Um, so that said, how, how does your group, how does each group practice uh, its its single primary purpose, which is to carry the message to the addict who still suffers with regard to anonymity? I'm going to open the floor up. Nobody ever wants to go first. Well, I'll wait to the end, okay? So please feel right free. Not. Did they all leave us, Chubbs? I, I, I don't think so. I think it, it's it's the icebreaker, so I'll, I'll break the ice. I just didn't want to keep talking since I talked <laughs> so long there. You know, it, and I think a lot of the groups are going to have a lot of the same experience. Um uh, I'm not going to go to the literature because I know Bill's going to wrap it up at the end. If, uh, I don't know that because we don't practice these, but uh, I just know Bill usually backs it up with the literature and, and does a far better job of it than I would. So I'm going to leave that part out and just go to, you know, a lot of us in these traditionalist groups especially deal with, with this issue because, and I don't want to make this um, – it's not harping on the literature, but it's very important. And we, we had a, a literature podcast last week, and, and 
a lot of this goes to the core of that. How do we carry the message to the addict who still suffers? Uh, for our group, our main motivating reason for um, printing the literature that we print has nothing to do with the cost of the literature, although that is a factor. The main reason is is we want to carry the NA message, not not a message that was reinterpreted. But for a lot of groups, and, and it is a secondary reason for our group, is, is we want to be able to carry this message freely and, and give it freely and not charge the still-suffering addict. Uh, if we can help it, even even the printing cost. If we're dealing with another home group and, and, and getting them books or giving them books from our stockpile, we'll usually charge them what it costs us to print, and, and they need to be self-supporting in that regard anyway. Uh, if if we're dealing with uh, a treatment center who wants the books, we will charge them the printing cost unless it's a situation where this is not part of their program and it's it's you know some clients who need it because they want to study the NA program and it's not part of their curriculum. Uh, then then we'll give those in that situation. But uh, for a lot of us, it it, it, it doesn't even matter. It, it's a lot of groups want to be able to carry this message. There are tons of groups who use. Uh, Baby Blues, for instance, who they they honestly, I wish they did, but they it's part of their anonymity and part of their autonomy. They honestly don't care uh, what uh, what version of the book they're giving out. They just want to be able to give that book away for free. And uh, the the group who have the lowest cost because we've been doing it uh, autonomously and using our anonymity so, for so long are these these groups who use things like the second edition and the Baby Blue, which is the third revised with the the uh, the the updated headers, the, the new headers applied, or, or the a lot of groups will use the approval draft or a combination of these things. Um, a lot of groups that, that don't have a hat in a traditionalist game get a hold of the gray book and they just love it and they want to give that away too. Um, and, and so our group, this is huge with us, is, is a, a huge part of our anonymity uh, is tradition four right in tradition five and, and having the ability to carry this message however we see fit, uh, having the ability to have an old-school format. Uh, the, the meeting as it's currently structured is, is called the old-school recovery meeting, which is not the same as the name of our group. Um, we can have multiple meetings. We can change the meeting we put on, but but our home group is, is, is the home group. And uh, we... we uh, we right, and I know mainstream groups. I only I hate to call them mainstream, but but for lack of a better term, the 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 groups, the the majority at this point, uh, they do have talk of about the only anonymity it seems or, or, or autonomy it seems like they have is the ability to choose their format, and even that is more limited than than they often think. But but we have this format that looks nothing like other groups. We have readings that do not look like what the other groups in, in the geographical area read. They they look like that for the most part, but they, they have some old school stuff in there. They they have things in there that were removed. They they have things in there uh that say jail did not help us at all. Uh medicine and re religion and psychiatry seem to have no answers for us that we could use. Uh, and we even talked in the meeting last night, not in a business meeting, in a recovery meeting about that was our original intent. Um, it, it wasn't about this medicine and religion and psychiatry were insufficient and, and signing court cards and working with these outside entities. It was about, no, NA was set up for people who were so hardcore that uh, we, we couldn't, in our addiction, that we couldn't, we couldn't wrap our heads around religion. 
it, it wasn't an indictment of any of those institutions. It was they, they didn't work for us. We were too far gone. And it's not that, that people who are more front-end who have a desire to stop using can't be a member of NA, but we need to remember why we were set up and who we were here for. We, we had treatment centers in the room. And uh, we had the ability to carry that message and say, look, the, the way the steps are presented to you um, are wrong. <laughs> and and that was probably out of line to a degree. It was maybe a judgment of, of uh, an outside entity, but it was like, here's here's the way these, the steps were originally set up. Here's how beautiful they are. Here's how powerful they are. Uh, there, there's not all this... Um, you know, not not a lot of these. It's not not it's not a book that professionals have written with questions written by professionals that you need to answer. These are the steps, and, and that was. I'm getting real detailed here, but but, and and you, some of you might be shitting your pants, going, "Wow, this group is fucking up and doing it wrong." But this is what we're talking about. This is the anonymity within that tradition that allows us to carry the message, uh, not only how we see fit, but but how would best benefit the addicts that are in the meeting at, at that moment or, or in the geographical area. Because I've said it in different in different uh, forms, you know, using different examples tons of times on, on this podcast even, it, you know, what what uh, what communicates, what resonates maybe with a, an addict in Miami, Florida is not going to be the same as what resonates uh, with an addict uh, in in Boise, Idaho. It, it's... We, there are cultural differences, and, and groups have the ability to carry this message however we see fit, as long as all we're trying to do is carry this message. And even then, we can't, we can't step in and tell a group, hey, you're doing it wrong, or you have but one primary purpose, and it seems like you have two. You can't do that. We can, we can educate other groups. We can be loving about it. But, but for us, we look at it and go, is this our, is this our only purpose? And we've had to reel ourselves in. Because of the political nature of things, sometimes when you're in defensive mode or you feel like, you know, we, we've at times had, had to reel ourselves in and say, hey, look, what we're writing here is getting political and it's, it's resentful or it's, it's, it's about the battle and it's not about reaching out to the newcomer. Um, we, you know, we've had those issues in our group where is what we're trying to do about promoting our version of the traditions or is it about carrying the message to the addict who still suffers. Um, and our understanding of the traditions is part of that, but we, we've had to check our motivation before and make sure that we're operating within anonymity and not not responding to, uh, you know, we, we, we haven't dealt with a lot of problems locally anywhere we've been, but but the national level, the the, the backlash, the, the, you know, the, the, the fight that sometimes we feel like is being brought to us, we've, we've had to check ourselves on that, that anonymity and it was, it's very important for us to look at what are we doing here? Are we trying to carry the message to the still suffering addict the best way we see fit, or are we making a statement here? And there's been a few times we've had to reel ourselves in. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm not going to paint all peaches and cream for our group um, dealing with our character defects as as individuals and addicts has been a huge part of that. Um, as far as practicing our anonymity within these steps is, is making sure that we are practicing anonymity and that we are trying to carry the message to the still suffering addict um, and, and not carry a, a message of, um, well, not let other things get in the way. I'm starting to, 
lose my voice a little bit and lose my train of thought. And if I'm losing my train of thought, it means I'm, I'm overthinking it and overspeaking it. So hopefully that breaks the ice and somebody else can step up and, and put things a little more clearly than I have. The floor is open. Jared, I'm an addict. Jared. Uh, hey, sitting here, uh, kind of funny thing is reading the gray book. And, uh, there's a line that says, uh, working with others is one of our most powerful tools. The therapeutic value of one addict helping another is without parallel. Uh, just through my own experience, I know, and something just recently has clicked in my head. Like, I don't know how many people here on the podcast get it, but I get it daily, a daily gray book reflection. And, uh, I truly don't even know where it's coming from, but I know that our home group does do great book reflection, but I know there's other ones going out there. And uh, my sponsor told me it's my responsibility uh, to pass that message on to the still suffering addict. And it does not take much to just copy paste and add on. And I didn't see how powerful that truly can be for other addicts until just recently, a couple of them came up to me and I've also commented back that that's powerful stuff and they asked me where it's coming from. I told them it's not me, it's coming from other addicts in the program that are writing it. So uh, the power of writing is so true, but not only that, to carry that writing out in those daily reflections that I get on my phone and passing them on. And yeah, some of these people that have commented towards me saying it's so powerful are in the other service structure. And all I can tell them literally is that it's coming from other addicts. It's one addict helping another. It's truly without parallel. And they just told me, please, just keep sending them to me. Uh, in astrospect form of this, it's kind of funny because they tell me that those writings from other addicts is more powerful than their quote-unquote just-for-the-day readings that come from the other service structure. So it's kind of funny on how we can carry a message and not even be part of the message just to be selfless and pass it on. So I hope someone gets something off of that and I'll pass them along. Definitely. Thank you, bro. Don't be shy. Y'all step on up. There, Maybe Kim? We did lose people. <laughs> Are you there, Kim? I'm here. I'm, I'm... Well, how about Sharon? Uh, I'm not. My name is Eric. Hi, Eric. Um, you know, the, the anonymity in, in this uh, tradition and uh, how we apply it in our home group, um, you know, going back to poor, I, I know we, I think we talked about this before, and, um, you know, are, are we, you know, it's uh, basically, you know, making sure a lot of the things that we do have already been talked about, you know, the formats that we use. We, we have actually five different meetings a week, and uh, not a single one of them has the same format. You know, um, one day, the first, uh, on Mondays, we do a gray book uh, study. On Tuesdays, we write gray book reflections and let everybody participate that's, that is an addict. Um, on Wednesdays, we have an open discussion, which normally ends up being a, um, a topic from the baby blue where, uh, we read something out of the baby blue and, you know, we talk about it. Um, on Thursdays, we do a tradition study, which we've done 
several different ways of studying traditions out of several different uh, um, pieces of literature that have been written. Um, and on Friday, we just started an input and review uh, meeting, which, uh, you know, it, all these things, you know, almost every single time, you know, people at the beginning of a new meeting, people had a problem with, uh, you know, seeing the new format and stuff like that. But, like, some of the ones that people had the hardest time with, you know, they've learned the most from, you know, like the the Tuesday Graybook Reflections writing meeting, the power of writing that Jared just talked about, and uh, the power of seeing, you know, people listening to our message and people actually, you know, hearing our message and being able to work together on that, on writing, um, it's a beautiful thing. You know, it's uh, that is one of the ways that we're able to practice anonymity. You know, we don't we don't disrespect anybody. We we make sure that we let everybody know that they are they are a part of. You know, we make sure that we don't belittle and put down people, and we don't. Uh, um, you know, we're we're practicing that anonymity and carrying our message, and making sure that everybody feels a part of. You know. Um, that's really, and that's what I've heard a lot of. You know, I heard at the beginning, you know, the the part of uh, making sure that we're not separating. You know, uh, there there are things that obviously we we're going to have issues that we need to work through, and I think every home group has to work through those things. Um, but you know, the thing is, if we stay together and we and we practice that anonymity and and we learn how to continue to grow, then it's all going to be okay. Um, you know, um, making sure we carry a clear message also, you know, um, you know, some of those things like the setting things up from the home group and making sure that everybody understands our traditions, you know, I think that's a huge part of carrying our message. And, you know, people on, at our home group, we understand that, you know, we believe in literature written by addicts for addicts you know um that is how we carry our message we don't use professionally written literature we don't uh, believe that it's within our traditions and uh, we we will never charge a penny over the price of cost for um for anything that we ever give away you know in fact i don't think we've ever at our home group, we've never actually ever charged anybody for anything. We have gone together with some other people to purchase some literature at the cost of the other group that provided it for us. Um, but, you know, we give everything away. We make sure that we carry that message for free. And uh, that's practicing that anonymity, you know. It's, we make sure that we're all a part of. You know, everybody contributes and, uh, um, you know, as we get more and more involved, that's going to help build that anonymity where, you know, it's not one person running the show. It's it's all of us working together and growing together. So uh, that's all I got. Thanks, Eric. Hi, Kim. Hi, Kim. Yeah, thanks for sharing, guys. Yeah, how we carry the message is... Uh, Basically, a lot of what you have said also, we, we use only literature by addicts for addicts and we try really to be inclusive, you know, we want uh, 
uh, since we're the only group over here that actually do this uh, open participation and, and things, we really want people to, you know, to get involved and, and try this, you know, the power of writing, as, as someone said in it. Uh, so we really want want people to participate and and hope they do. So we we don't exclude anyone. Uh, that that wouldn't be anonymous. Uh, so we invite and we try to you know we read the literature and we discuss it before and after the meeting and you know the meeting before the meeting and we we try to you know just focus on our message. Uh, other formats we we use reader literature because there that's where the message is, <laughs> and we share experience experience strange and hope around that. And <clears throat> we also do uh, some PI and H and I, and there also you know we refer to our literature uh, and and also our experience. The program, right? But uh, no, we we use a lot of literature in our group, you know. <laughs> so, so it's a great thing we have, and we we take no charge, and we give it away for free. And, uh, but mostly, we we want to, we want no one to feel excluded. Yeah, that's what came to mind. Thanks. Thanks, Kim. Thanks. Kim. Is there anybody else on the call that we're not aware of or that I've forgotten about? Now, really quick before we move on to Bill, something, something came to mind as we were talking about this because a lot of us um, focused on this literature by addicts, for addicts, and, and uh, again, to a lot of the, the groups that, uh, a lot of people who listen to this podcast and a lot of the groups who participate in the FSC and, and traditionalist groups who don't, that literature is very important. Um, but but speaking of this transition from four into five, yeah, I, I was thinking about uh, how this tradition four says that not only should each group be capable in the great book of of standing on its own, and I'm paraphrasing, but we we're, we need to be. It's required. I don't know the exact words. I could open the book and look at it and read it, but. Uh, yeah, not only you know should we be capable of standing on our own, but we must be capable of standing on our own. And a lot of us co-op uh, and 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 get with other groups. And that doesn't mean that we all need to print our own literature. But uh, part of that, to me, uh, is a call to be educated um, about the history and about what it takes to get this literature that's by addicts for addicts printed. Our group does participate in writing literature. Um, both in cooperation with other groups and on our own, and we've written home group pieces. Um, but uh, you know, we we are capable of because we have educated ourselves. And we have the knowledge. If we had to, and we haven't had to, but we we're, we're capable of. If it came down to it, we could print this literature uh, at, on our own. We could we could find a print shop, set it up. It would cost us more than it costs now, and we have printed literature on our own as, as far as smaller pieces. Uh, in fact, there are groups that participate in FSC that that have printed uh, on their on home printers and, and they're far lower quality. But but when when uh, it's required, I know there's groups that have have printed baby blues on, on a home printer in small quantities. Uh, to give out when they need to do that, uh, but but yeah, you know, we are 
100% capable of standing on our own. Uh, and we understand these traditions that, that we're never at war with other groups and there is unity fellowship-wide, but, but we read those traditions and as we're reading and writing, we realize that tradition one, that when our predecessors and our early members wrote about this tradition, they were talking about the unity at the home group level. They didn't write beyond that. They didn't write anything in that tradition about service structures or NA as a whole. We didn't address NA as a whole until we got to tradition four uh, because this this anonymity and each group being capable of standing on its own is so important. And it doesn't mean we're not unified as an entire fellowship or that we should not be, but that was what they was talking about. We're talking about carrying the message to the addict who still suffers. The addicts go to local groups. They go where they live and they walk in the meetings and they say, fucking help me and it doesn't it does matter but but it's far more important how unified we are as a home group than whether or not we're unified with the group halfway across the globe and again i'm not saying we should not be we we feel unity even with the groups that follow this uh, these other service structures um as best they can as much as they will let us and, and to a large degree we, we feel that unity without impediment uh but it is very vital to us to know that we can survive on our own and that if for some reason every other traditionalist group quit printing literature and we didn't have a co-op available to us, we know how to get it done and we could print the literature to meet our local needs uh, if push came to shove. We we are capable of doing that and we, we feel like we have a responsibility. Uh, I just want to throw that in there. A lot of it, and it's, it's my experience, I was going to say opinion, it's my experience and my understanding uh, that we have an obligation to be educated about what it takes to, to that we not become reliant on um, uh, you know, what would happen if, if Nas quit printing literature. These groups would have no clue where to start, what to do. It is very, it's vital that we not be reliant, that we not be incapable of doing that, uh, or, or that if you know that uh, with these co-ops, if for some reason, whatever reason, I I can't see in a million years it happening, but but say that the group in Pennsylvania uh, that, that does coordinate a lot of our literature efforts on behalf of other groups, if they just went away and ceased to exist, what would we do? We know what we would do, and and to us that that's a huge, major, important thing that we have the education and the knowledge that we can stand on our and we do stand on our own. We we co-op with these other groups, but uh, it would not be a major transition for us to be able to say what we need to do to get literature tomorrow. We could have a minimal quantity of literature to meet the needs of the newcomers tomorrow if we needed it on a moment's notice. Uh, and I know that's literature specific, but that's a huge thing for a lot of our groups and, and the way we we carry this message to the still suffering addict. And, and for us, it, it's vitally important that we understand that. And, and it's almost impossible not to understand that. I think once you get involved with this this process and, and even talking to other groups or writing literature and creating literature from the ground up, even if we write things that never get published, uh, you know, there's a man on the podcast today, he says, you know, the most important thing is that we're writing because sometimes it's like, is this ever going to be published or are we going to be done? What, what, it's not important. What's important is that we're writing. The, the stuff that we learn when we do these things and stand on our own as groups is immeasurable and it enables us in the future. Uh, it empowers us, not enables us. It empowers us to be able to do whatever needs to be done to carry that message to the still suffering addict. And I'm, I'm kind of getting on a soapbox here. So I'm going to cut it off and, uh, 
turn it over to Bill unless there's somebody who has something to add or, or somebody here who's, who I'm not aware of that, that wants to contribute. As I know uh, Bill wanted to go last, and I actually would prefer that he go last. All right, Bill, the floor is yours, brother. Okay, uh, Tradition 5, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry the message to the addict who still suffers. And what we're talking about is amenity there again. Okay, our group, primary purpose is to carry the message. And that should be our focus point of our group is carrying that message. And what is our message, defining our message is... is uh, and I think uh, we've been talking about that a whole lot throughout our podcast about what our message is and it's recovery from addiction through total abstinence from any mood-changing substance, minor or chemical. And that's where our group focuses on. It's almost when we, when our group writes literature, it's almost uh, concerning our message and how we carry our message, okay? Uh, and it really don't matter if it's ever published. It's published by our home group. It's our primary purpose to make that available on our process of recovery. You know, and, uh, and once we write it, it's let go of. It's no longer ours. It's it's now turned over to the Fellowship Narcotics Anonymous. And uh, what they do with it is ours. We're going to use it in our room regardless. Okay, because it. Uh, we feel it affects, yes, it affects our message, it affects NA as a whole, in a sense, when it talks about in the fourth tradition, the autonomy of a group, yes, and we, we, we feel it affects NA as a whole in a positive manner, it does not affect it in a negative man, manner, defining our message. And where we get that is, is when we look at what we're responsible for. You know, and, and I think Jimmy basically told us what we're responsible for and uh, and that only we can do it. And we take that literally, but only we can carry out this, this this purpose that Jimmy talked about as a group. And the the greatest vehicle for that is the group. You know, I think a lot of people uh, miss miss that that the greatest vehicle for carrying out our primary purpose is the group itself. And it, it's it's where that happens. You know, um, you know, and and, and I got to remember that more than anyone uh, when I'm involved with the group. That, that I'm just a member of that group. I'm not the group. I'm just a member of it, okay? And when you think about what Jimmy said, we are responsible, but it's going to take all of me and it's going to take all of you and all the people who are going to carry the message to make this a greater reality. There are people out there dying. There are people all over the world dying of our disease, and believe it or not, we are truly the only people who really can help them. Let's not forget it. You and I have been given through illness, through suffering, through disease, a talent for helping another human being like ourselves. Let's never forget that we have it and are responsible for others. In our group, we that's basically what we talk about in our conscience on how we're doing that. You know, because that is our primary purpose and our only purpose of a group is to is to provide that atmosphere for that to happen. You know, and our format of our group is is basically a gray book study group. We study the gray book for that purpose because we feel that's our best vehicle of, of written message, okay, uh, that really uh, goes through total abstinence uh, on a continuous thread throughout the book. That, that thread is there. And uh, 
we choose as a group to participate in providing that atmosphere that we're uh, going through that. And uh, we had a two-hour meeting on Friday night, and uh, there were 10 of us. All 10 of us got to share. And, uh, you know, it was all on going through the book on what we were reading and what it meant, you know, and focusing on that primary topic that we were discussing was about a page and a half of the grade book. And uh, that focused on what we were sharing about, and we didn't get into all this other uh, crap, and we had a spiritual meeting instead. You know, but we keep focused on that, and what's the anonymity in there is uh, no one is greater than anybody else in the room itself, and our message is the greatest thing that we have available. And so we, we our formats are set up on that. What we do through public information is set up on that. What's our purpose? If we're going to do PI work, what's our purpose is to make available that our meeting exists and, and uh, that no addict me die today or tonight without hearing this message. And that the lie is dead. Once an addict, always an addict, that lie is dead today. And we focus on that. And, and our, our focus is on that, is how we focus as a group today. And we don't get caught up in anything else. And yes, literature is one way of uh, providing that information when an addict goes home, that they have literature there for them to grab a hold of. And yes, participating in the writing of literature is important to us. And we do that as a group. We do it as togetherness. Uh, you know, and, uh, you know, when we do that there, uh, you know, the input and review process is just as important that everyone has the availability to be involved in that writing of that literature. But what should our literature be? It should be focused on our message. Regardless of the different titles that we have on literature, it all should focus on the message itself and what our message is. Communication, well, how do we communicate? How do we communicate our message? How do we get that message out there? that it's not misunderstood. You know, and uh, if it's personal responsibility, what are we personally responsible for is carrying the message, but we're responsible to live the message also. That, that living the message is just as important as carrying it. If you're not living it, what's our, are, are we really carrying a message and if we're not living the message? So we focus on how are we living it when we write them. This is the application of this, is how we get to that point, and, and here's how we're spiritually fulfilled. You know, and uh, and it's through our suffering that we had that we can uh, empathize with another addict, and we can understand that other addict, and we can uh, make them feel like they're at home. Our primary purpose is to make heads have an atmosphere of recovery there, also. So we focus on that primary purpose of of providing an atmosphere of recovery in the room. That no addict is above the other in the room, but we're here to share that experience, strength, and hope. And that's throughout our literature. It rings that throughout our literature where we share our experience, strength, and hope. You know, and uh, so it's important that that's what's coming out, not a personality. When a personality comes out, then we got a problem again, okay? And that's why it, it, it basically tells us in the gray book somewhere on how to share and, and what we're sharing. We're sharing our experience, our strength, and our hopes of ongoing and a recovery. We're not talking about the drug addiction, okay? Yeah, that's what got us here. So we're not focused on what got us here. We're, we're focused on how not to go back there instead. How not to be that re repetitive relapser instead. How, how not to get back into a corner which we can't get out of clean. So we're looking at all them areas, okay? 
on when we're writing and when, when we're providing an atmosphere recovery. We're sharing that in our rooms. How not to go back there, how to avoid these pitfalls is, is what we sometimes write literature on is how to avoid relapse. Yes, there's relapse in there, and it happens in our program, but how do we avoid it now? So the focus should be on how to avoid it. Okay, it's happened. How do we avoid it in the future now? And so that's where our writing entails is get more on how to avoid it instead of the actual relapse. What were the pitfalls? How do we overcome them? How can we stay here instead without going back out there? How to avoid getting caught up in a corner we can't get out of clean is what we talk about. So our message is that important when we share it that it does not take a personality on a personality, but it takes on the whole group setting instead. That there's a it rings out through our writing, it rings out through our readings, it rank it rings out through our sharing. And when we can respect that, people are attracted to that. And that's what we gotta make sure of that people are attracted to the message that they're walking into. Not getting caught up in that stuff. That's why I, I try to defuse anything that it comes to sponsorship. It's like I tell people, you know, you don't need to know who my sponsor is. You need to know, by example, how I'm living the program instead. I have a sponsor. That's all they need to know is I have a sponsor. But when we, 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 we uh, go out and tell people who our sponsor is, are we not only violating uh, anonymity, aren't we violating that person anonymity itself without even talking to them? I mean, there's people that don't know I sponsor certain people because they choose not to take that out, and it's it's probably the best, okay? And I'll be talking with one of their, their sponsees uh, down the road somewhere, and they'll be like, well, you need what my sponsor says, and I'll say, yeah, that's that's some great stuff there. You must have a good sponsor, okay? And it's, it's, it's a privilege uh, to be able to uh, get involved in that there, in that message instead of who the sponsor, sponsor, sponsor is, okay? You know, because we don't have to pass judgment on if it's like a guy shared the other week in our group about, well, you know who my sponsor is, and I look, you must know him, and I'm like, well, I really don't need to, okay? Uh, and the reason I don't need to, because I may be judgmental on who you, who its sponsor was, and, and I am, okay, once they, he had to spot it out, I mean... And uh, he's the only guy I knew that was H and I chair and went to prison for 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 uh, theft, for, you know, uh, theft in a in a gro I mean in a uh, a grocery type store. Okay, I mean it was one of them big uh, mega stores. Okay, and he's H and I chair. What that reflect on? You know, and uh, and the guys personally attacked me on the internet and stuff. And I and I asked him to please not be on my Facebook because of that. Now, if you cannot hold your opinions to yourself, please. And that's why I don't need to know who your sponsor is because he may be the only person that can help you also, okay, at that moment of your life. And my judgmental attitude might get in the road of you being able to get what you need in recovery. You know, so I, I just bit my tongue and I didn't share anything about his sponsor. I just shared about what, uh, you know, about because he was talking about Jimmy Kinn and I talked about... Yes, I knew Jimmy Cannon personally, okay, and I talked to shared him what Jimmy shared with me and, and what we're responsible for, basically, is what I went back to and how that was so important in 1985 when Jimmy shared that and came to the World Service Conference to meet me that day and what he talked to me about is what we're responsible for and wanted me to remember that. He said, the last thing I need to remember is what we're responsible for and please keep carrying that message. 
and he wanted me focused on the message, not on the personalities in the room at the conference because the conference was out of whack, that, that conference. And he just wanted me to focus on what the message was and stay focused on that, and the fellowship will be well went if we focus on that, he said. You know, and, um, and it was just really a neat thing that he came to the World Service Conference and, um, you know, a man came back up to me and says, hey, there's someone here to meet you. And he took me into the back and it was Jimmy waiting for me, okay? And uh, he signed my book and he said, I just want to share this with you, okay? He says, you know, I spent a lot of time on the phone with you over the years. I got to meet you a few occasions, but I wanted to share with you because I'm not going to, you know, basically he wasn't going to be around that much longer. And that was in uh, in the uh, beginning of May and he died in July that year. So uh, it was really a personal thing for me to be able to recognize that this is what we need to be focused on is this message and only this message and not personalities around us. And don't be judgmental and don't pass on judgmental attitudes towards people, but stay focused on the message instead and we'll all be well if we stay focused on it. When we get diverted by all these other things that we'll talk about later in the tradition as we go through amenity, Okay, I'll get more in-depth with them areas, but that's the area that touched me the most is what we're responsible for, and that's why I try to focus in my home group what we're responsible for, and our group is not competitive with any other group in carrying this message. We try to work with other groups instead where we can in carrying the message. You know, and uh, that's why our group is taking on the responsibility uh, that they, they uh, invest in a lot of paper, a lot of ink, and we provide enough literature on our table that other groups can start from our table instead. And hopefully they'll pass that on to other groups. So when they get other groups off the ground and other groups come to them, that they'll do the same thing. You know, many of groups have come to our group and got off the ground from our table. You know, and we tell them, take what you need to get your group off the ground. As a matter of fact, I go get a whole stack of stuff, and they're looking at me like, yeah, that should be enough to get started, okay? <laughs> you know, uh, 50 this IP, 50 of that IP, 50 of that IP, you know, 54-step uh, guides, okay, you know, a bunch of baby blues. Uh, if we have gray books, you know, give them at least 10, 15 gray books, okay, and this should get you off the ground, okay? All right, if you need more, come back, okay, to, to you is get enough money to take care of yourselves. So you are self-supporting, and you can be autonomous in that level. You know, come back and get some more if you need it, Okay. We'll take care of your group, and when we go to their groups, I'll take literature with me and drop it off at their groups. You know, and that's one of our focuses as our group helping co-sponsor other groups to get them off the ground. Basically, an outreach thing that we do from our home group, and doing that since our since uh, the original group started in 1979, we've been focusing on that, getting other meetings off the ground and, and sponsoring them so they can stand on their own two feet and be autonomous and then do that with other meetings, that they can do that with other meetings, and we can go find another group that we can attach and help. You know, and, and that's how we like to continue in that spirit of anonymity instead, the purpose that we carry, and what is our purpose to carry the message, and how we carry the message is important to us. Thank you for allowing me to share. Thanks, Bill. Thanks, Bill. Anybody else we missed or had anything they wanted to add? Okay, well, I am not going to ruin it by adding anything to what's already been said here. I want to thank everybody who participated. Uh, I've been listening to 
autonomous unity on a solidarity with autonomy network. Uh, the next part, well, some comes up, they can come up from time to time that we'll divert and talk about other topics. But uh, so far, tentatively, the, the next one will move on to uh, how we practice uh, the 12th tradition and the anonymity that is found in that, uh, is, our, is our group's practice tradition six. So with that being said, thank you for listening, and uh, we'll see you on the next one. All right.